This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like Bruce Springsteen's daughter jumping horses in the Olympics. That is Andrew, born to run Keller, and I'm Kirk, racing in the street, Peterson. Andrew, shouldn't we be giving equestrian medals to the horse and not the rider? I mean, shouldn't we be giving medals in the Winter Olympics to the engineering team that designed the skeleton and not the person that's riding it? I believe so. I mean, you're just along for the ride. Like, I don't get why we're not giving the medal to the athlete or to the guy that designed the uh, the skeleton ship. Yes. This is probably an unpopular opinion, but I think that the archery should go back to everyone. It's like the Pinewood Derby. You give everyone a piece of yarn and you give everyone a stick and they have to fashion um, a DIY, DIY bow and not have these crazy over-engineered things with a wrist brace. And anyway, technology, man crazy crazy stuff well we had a complete rundown set for this show and i was doing a little bit of just poking around on the internet and i came across bryson dechambeau and i was like kirk likes bryson dechambeau we should talk about him and he basically he got covid and was not able to compete in tokyo 2020 and he spoke recently about it he lost about 10 pounds and five miles per hour on his ball speed from being sick And he said, quote, the vaccine doesn't necessarily prevent it from happening. I'm young enough. I'd rather give it to people who need it. I don't need it. I'm healthy, young individual that will continue to work on my health. And at first I was like, come on, guy, what are you doing? But I started thinking, I was like, he has to answer this question. And it's probably the most diplomatic thing he could say if he's like, maybe he doesn't believe in the vaccine and at least he's being diplomatic. I I don't know. What do you make of Bryson DeChambeau and his vaccine talk? You know, the piece that bothered me about his statement was the I want to let other people that haven't got it get the shot like that's right. I mean, that's just not the case in the US. So he was trying to look magnanimous uh, and that was kind of all he could come up with. But I've got a uh, I got a conspiracy theory for you. I think it's because he didn't want to take the drug test at the Olympics and uh, and and maybe he's backing off the roids and that's why he's losing ball speed and weight. He was like in the middle of a cycle of steroids and like wasn't cleaned out of system yet. And so he actually gave himself COVID. Yeah, he went around making out with everybody he could find. You know, I don't know. It could be. Yeah, I mean, I think the number one reason people tune into Sports Best is to hear a couple white guys who have no training in medical field talk about what should and shouldn't do with COVID. And uh, here's no exception. Bryson DeChambeau, get, get the vaccine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you're not going to get canceled for hating on Bryson DeChambeau. It's a pretty popular <laughs> stance, so I'm not too too worried about that. Mark. With three days to go in the 2020 Summer Games, the U.S. is leading the medal count, 91 medals for uh, Uncle Sam compared to China's 74. Coming in third is the ROC, the Russian Olympic Committee, with 58 medals. We still got five five gold medals short of, of uh, China yeah. at this point, but there's a few more days, so... Uh, what do you think? What's been your favorite Olympic event so far? Always and forever, my favorite Olympic summer Olympic sport is or event is the 10 meter platform, because there's a level of crazy that needs to be in in your mind to be able just to even go off it. I mean, you see these videos come up where people just walk to the edge of the 10 meter platform and won't even jump off like there's a skill of jumping off and not getting hurt, just going in feet first. And these people or doing gym gymnastics on the way down. And I think that's crazy. Do you have a favorite sport? 
So mine, I was watching the other night with my wife, uh, the synchronized 10 meter platform. And oh. it was the women's synchronized 10 meter platform. And it was one, that's just fun to watch because it's a crazy sport. And two, it was absolutely shocking how dominant the Chinese I'm going to say girls, because I think one is 14 years old, uh, where they, over five rounds, they get like 70, 80 points around, and they won by 50-something points. I mean, they yeah. were, it was, it was like they weren't even playing the same game. It was unbelievable how, how far and away uh, better they were than everybody else. But that's fun to watch those guys jumping off and synced up. I should have written it down. I don't know her name, but the, the girl for China is 14. In the individual event, she won gold, and she shattered an Olympic record on highest scoring points. She had three perfect dives to win the 10 meter platform. And I back to the synchronized diving. Every time I watch that, I'm like, the U S is never competitive in that because we're just as a society, not disciplined enough. Like it requires full faith in your coach and your partner. And uh, we're all about as determined by, or as demonstrated by this story that we as a country count total medalists and not celebrate the people that won. Like we turned this into some, I just think it's hilarious that we do that. I don't know if other countries do it and maybe we wouldn't do it if we weren't leading, but us counting total medals against other countries is against the spirit of the games, in my opinion. Yeah, but we're kicking their ass. So it's great. But we're winning. We're winning coach. Keep them coming. Keep them yeah. coming. Well, honorable mention, the U S women's national team scored or beat um, who they beat Australia. Uh, they beat Australia to get bronze and the gold medal game against Canada and Sweden. And uh, Larry has gone on record as saying he never does anything Canadian, which I don't believe there's a lot of good comedians out there. He probably doesn't even know her Canadian. Anyway, it's going to be hot in uh, Japan and their expected temperature for the current or the original kickoff time was 96.8 degrees. And the teams expressed concern and Tokyo 2020 said, you know what? We're going to go from a 8 a.m. start time to a 9 p.m. start time to help mitigate the heat. And at first, the Texan to me was like, suck it up. But there's no spectators. There's, I mean, all you have to do is, is change field. So, I mean, why not? I think this is nice. Yeah, was that, uh, that was born in your, I used to do two-a-days in the middle of the Texas yeah. humidity? Yeah, it was awful. And yeah. maybe I should just remember the person in me that hated that because it really was awful. But my favorite part of this whole, whole story is Sweden's manager, Peter Gerhardsson. And he says, it's not just a good decision. It's a very, 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 very good decision. Uh, uh, I, love, uh, I have a newfound uh, love of Swedish people after marrying into a Swedish family. So you are rooting for Sweden in the, uh, in the final? Yeah, I'm rooting for Sweden. I like right, Canada, I but I'm not, uh, I'm not going for them because I got to go for... I've been to, well, I've been to Canada. I've been to Sweden more recently. <laughs> How about, uh, I'll put five bucks on Canada to win the, uh, to win the gold. Straight up? Yeah. That's a bet. All right. Yes. I like it. Stay tuned to see who wins. Good, good luck, America's hat. College football, Drew Brees is going to be off the field and in the announcing booth, announcing the first Notre Dame football game of the season against Toledo. But, in a break with tradition, it will be behind the paywall of the Peacock streaming app instead of on live TV. You know, I don't mind these pay services, but when I pay for them and then they still show me commercials, I want to throw something at my TV. It makes me insane. Do you have the Peacock and will you be watching Notre Dame's first game against Toledo to listen to Drew Brees? I do have the Peacock. 
Um, I'm not sure I'm going to watch this. It's, it's, uh, it's just not, I mean, watching f- football for me is on network TV or just cable and being able to switch between games. And I think the best way to watch football is if you have the dish network, the red zone, I don't know if you've ever experienced that before, but that's one, that's one of the best things. I just, I just love that Notre Dame always favored to win is somehow making headlines before, like for nothing. Also Drew Brees, who famously retired to spend more time with his family is going on the road to announce, but yeah, the, it's the, the, overall is Peacock is, is starting to make the stance or they're positioning themselves to be the streaming service you pay for because people are cutting the cord and trying to go away. And, and it's this balancing act to see how much are people willing to pay for to keep their content. I'm not sure Notre Dame fans are going to, well, I don't know if they're going to do it. It's not for a lack of money. I think it's going to be a lack. It's going to be a lack of technical acumen for them to be able to tune into it. I challenge listener of the show Ryan. Are you going to watch this game? I don't think so. In this article you sent me, they referred to Notre Dame fans as the Subway alumni, which are yeah. people that didn't make it in. I, that's a term I hadn't heard before. I mean, I've heard of bridge and tunnel uh, people coming into the city, but I'd never heard of the Subway alumni. I like that. That's a well-known moniker that non-attendees that support the Notre Dame get i will give notre dame this i think notre dame has the best fight song in all of college uh football oh is it i would say it might be the best i would say michigan has the most recognizable i don't know if you could make it or i don't know with the uh florida state thing is i don't know if that's considered their fight song but you hear that the entire game no 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 if they're gonna keep doing that i'm not sure but uh also colorado has expletives in their fight song which is fun if you want if if you watch a televised Colorado game, uh, the the broadcast or the uh, official wording is Buffaloes, Buffaloes, go see you, but the f bomb is switched out for Buffaloes, and you can hear that on live TV, which is always silly. Do they uh, do they pull the Ted Lasso and say we apologize for the fruity language? <laughs> they should. They absolutely they should. should. Well. Next time Notre Dame plays Colorado, Drew Brees can apologize for everyone. So that'll be nice. I could not ever resist a story about Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick with NFL football training camps kicking off. The New England Patriots are getting ready to go in full pads, and it is raining in New England. And in a, his mandatory sports interview, this is what he said. Looks like the field will be wet. If it rains, it rains. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, if it's hot, it's hot. It's not. That's what it is. So, you know, we're not out there playing the weather. Oh, Bill Belichick, <laughs> I love you for everything that you do. Um, it's just, it's just gold that he just goes out to. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. I mean, that's what he's saying. Absolutely. I like the uh, the memes that people had of him with the weather map behind him, like he was a forecaster <laughs> on the evening news. Um, yeah, that guy's he's always good for a press conference. I went down a rabbit hole this morning and watched uh, watched about 30 minutes of old Bill Belichick funny moments in uh, press conferences. He's uh, he's a trip, man. He really is. And I'm surprised more people haven't like taken that approach. I don't I think it would be hard to constantly go in front of a room full of people asking you questions and not answer them. My personality would be like I would. I would give some answer or be like, I'm not, I'm not going to answer it, but he just, he just, Oh, he's a one of a kind. He also, I think he single-handedly changed the face of the NFL football coach into being like, it's okay to dress like a homeless person on the sideline. 
I mean, you think about like Tom Landry wearing his famous hat and a three-piece suit to what we're at today. Um, it's, it's, it's a long way. And Bill Belichick is a pioneer in many aspects of football. Yeah. Uh, and we may have discussed this before, but why are baseball coaches still wearing a uniform? I don't think we've ever discussed that, but I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's, well, he's retired, but I would always be like, Bruce Bochy, are you going to put yourself in? He's like, yeah, I'll go pinch hit for Barry Bonds. Apps uh, timing on that reference. That said, I would like to see Bill Belichick in a, uh, in those, you know, NFL pants. I think that'd be, that'd be newsworthy. I would love to see Bill Belichick on the kickoff team getting lit up by a block that he doesn't see coming. Those are some of the most, when, when NFL films used to have those like great hits and like, bam, he got knocked out like those. Bill Belichick would definitely get one of those. I think they're a little bit less apt to do those with CTE and all that stuff, but uh, he got knocked out. I think I don't remember what the saying was. It was something like that. Something along those lines, like the uh, XFL when they did the sprint for the ball at the beginning. There was some uh, there was some good head knockers there for sure. Yeah, Uh, man, there is so much money in the NFL. We're closing in on the first non-quarterback to make over thirty million a year. of course, Patrick Mahomes making 45 mil a year. There's currently nine quarterbacks making over 30 million a year. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is the 12th highest paid guy in the NFL, and he's the highest non-quarterback at 27.3. But there's some speculation out there on who's going to finally break the $30 million mark for non-QBs. Um, what do you think? Who's it going to be? Ooh, um, they're talking about, whoa, what the? That wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> a little dance break. I was, I was going to look something up and uh, it just played some music. Uh, they were saying that uh, defensive end is probably like the odds on favorite to be able to get it next. What's his face? Watt? TJ? Yeah, is, is probably who, who's most likely. Because like, it's just like timing. It's not necessarily who the most skilled player it's going to be. It's going to be like who's performed well. They're up for renegotiation. And then it's going to happen. Um, because I can't pull this website out with with without getting shocked by dance music uh the nfl recently they have like a 115 billion dollar 10-year media deal and so it's going to start catching up with uh nba money just for fun because i think larry and i talked about it earlier this week or last week on just pay in general the average nba player makes 8.32 million dollars a year Average NFL player, 860,000. So like we hear all these uh, things about the top people, like the race to 30 million a year, but uh, that's some parody there. Yeah. I mean, they, you're right. The money is definitely in the NBA. That, those numbers always shock me. Uh, the other thing I like about this, I was looking at TJ Watt and of course, you know, his, uh, his brother JJ is making 14 to $15 million a year. Uh, TJ currently is making 10 on the end of a five-year extension. He might be the guy that goes over the 30. And then his brother who also plays for the Steelers is making $3 million a year. So how would you feel as the third brother showing up for dinner and being like, Hey, I make 3 million bucks a year in the NFL. And my, both of my brothers are making, you know, five to 10 times that. I mean, he probably gets picked on a lot. I mean, you'd have to just kind of slap him a little bit. I mean, kind of like we were talking earlier this week about Steph Curry being the highest paid player. Does he go around and say, <laughs> at Thanksgiving of the Watt brothers, JJ, JJ's like, I'm thankful for having the most career earnings. <laughs> it's like, I'm thankful 
that uh, I'm about to break 30 million a year. I'm thankful that uh, you guys let me sit at this table. Yeah, uh, maybe, but maybe he never has to buy the drinks. Ooh, that's one way to do it. Be like, hey, you guys make more than me. That 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 could be approach to life. Or maybe he's something more to prove, like that uh, documentary broke about how everyone's trying to keep up with the pace of spending of the star on the team. Maybe he ends up being uh, living in JJ's guest house. There you Probably go. not. Probably not. Those guys are pretty smart. Well, we're talking about the NBA and tons of money and the Lakers have a lot of money and they are making a play for championship next year. And they are currently the oldest team in the NBA, one of the oldest in the history of the NBA. Average age of players on the team right now is 32 and a half. They brought on Russell Westbrook, who's 32. Carmelo Anthony's 37. Also got Malik Monk, who... Despite being 23, we still average age is over 32, which in professional sports is ancient. Um, I think with the changing landscape of the NBA and them complaining about how hard it is on their bodies, like I don't know if compiling a team of old players who have name recognition is the way to win. This might get them to sell more tickets or might get more media buys, but everyone was saying like, oh, there's an asterisk by the NBA, this uh, NBA championship this year, because everyone's hurt. Like the Lakers are the most likely to get hurt. Do you think that they have a legitimate chance to win? I mean, they might do well, but I don't think they're going to go deep in the playoffs. No, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. The uh, Joe Biden strategy of going with the oldest people you can find. is just doesn't seem like a, uh, a way to win championships. Uh, I definitely see a lot of injury problems. I mean, there's, there's obviously some advantage to having experience and uh, consistency in the locker room, but no, there's going to be too many guys out with uh, bad knees and bad ankles. Uh, I don't, I don't think this is a good move. Right. It's, it's not also, I think they uh, recently acquired Dwight Howard, right? No, he's, he left, he left the Lakers for the 76ers. He was old too. It's just like names that you remember from a long time ago. And uh, yeah. I wonder if Larry Bird's still available. Yeah, I, I was watching, I was listening to PTI the other day, and he was joking that they were going to get Manu Ginobili and uh, uh, Parker to come out of retirement <laughs> to round out that team. Because uh, previously, uh, the San Antonio Spurs were, had one of the oldest teams when Tim Duncan was on his way out. You know, Scottie Pippen's got something to prove after that uh, Michael Jordan documentary came Ooh. out. Maybe he'd like to set, lay some back up. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh, well, a young guy, 23-year-old point guard Lorenzo Ball is making a move from the Pelicans to the Bulls with a four-year, $85 million deal. Uh, he's going to be moving to Chicago. Uh, Bulls went 20, or excuse me, Bulls went 31 and 41 last year in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I don't know. That seems like a lot of money to me for what's effectively a fourth man on the Bulls team. Uh, how do you feel about this, uh, them picking him up? I mean, I think it's a good fit for Chicago. Lonzo Ball has kind of hit his stride. And the reason this story really stuck out to me is that Ball family was always like the dad was making headlines. And I feel like someone got to him and uh, kind of got him to quiet down a little bit. Or maybe this media got tired of listening to him saying, my son is going to be the best ever. I think that put un un unwarranted and unhelpful spotlight on Lonzo and so when he was at LA he was just a very mediocre player and when you have someone just spouting off in front of every microphone that he can find saying he's going to be the best player ever 
uh, it's not great. So, I mean, I think Lonzo Ball and probably his younger brothers will make it to the NBA, but I don't think they're going to be um, headliners like James Harden or LeBron or Steph Curry. Uh, you know, Lonzo's got a lot of tattoos and uh, he's got multiple face tattoos, specifically on his left arm. And I always feel like that's a risk, like uh, getting somebody to tattoo a face. Like it's hard to draw a face good. It's definitely hard to tattoo a face good. You don't see too many tattoos of people's faces that turn out well. So um, he's a risk taker. Yeah, I mean, that actually, um, I saw the picture of him and the last time I looked at him, I didn't remember him having that many tattoos. Uh, JJ Reddick is also very tattooed. Um, so uh, it doesn't really mean anything about your NBA career. And if you're smart with your money, you don't really have to ever find a job where you're working for someone, your tattoos matter, but uh, it's an aggressive, just take on life saying for the rest of my life, I'm going to, you're aggressive when you walk in the room. Yeah. And I don't even mind like the full sleeve tattoos. I'm just saying that if you're going to go out, uh, out on a limb and get somebody's face put on there, like that's risky. They end up looking, um, they, the most face tattoos look questionable, not uh, on his face. Right, right, right. Tattoos of faces, yeah, yeah. They um, they have yeah specific people specialize in that. Uh, I don't, I can't imagine. I think the only tattoo I would ever see me getting would be uh, if I was in the Olympics. I like the Olympic ring tattoo. I think yeah, most I like Olympians that. get that. But but otherwise, meh, I think I'm, I've had nightmares where I woke up and I thought I had full sleeve tattoos and I didn't. You know, we talked about fantasy football, the last place person having to get a tattoo, which I really, I really like, like no limitation on how small, but you know, if you lose four seasons in a row, those things start to add up. But I like that idea as a uh, last place punishment. That is a good one. Well, I have a special um, offer right now, Larry, if you're listening to this show, reach out, I will pay you $5. I don't think you're listening to this. So if you're listening and you contact me, and uh, copy Kirk before we record our next episode, I will Venmo you or Square Cash App you $5. But if we have time, I think this story completely embodies what if we have time is about. The Yankees were playing at home against the Orioles on Monday in a loss, 7-1 loss, but there was a Break up in the action because a cat got onto the field and was running around, and there's nothing better than a play-by-play talking about a cat on the field. Where is the cat? Did the cat leave the field? No. Still there, past the Oriole dugout. All right, Uh-oh. now we're going to have to pause play. Look at this thing go. This is faster than anybody on the Yankees. Here you go. I love the jab that the cat's faster than anyone on the Yankees. I watched the entire video of the cat running around. The stands loved it. They were chanting MVP for the cat. The players were stoked. Oh, more cats should be let on the field. Dude, this went on for three minutes and 18 seconds. And like you said, I watched every second of it. Uh, the commentary was hysterical. I like that they, they at one point kind of get pissed at the bullpen because they won't open the door. Right. Uh, no, this I don't see how this wasn't our lead story. This this is the best <laughs> thing in sports all week. Like it it made me laugh hard. I uh well also call throwing shade on the grounds crew being like these guys have clearly never wrangled anything before. It's like darting between their legs. If you have some time, video this uh, or YouTube this Yankees cat story. Oh, it's a cute cat, too. Maybe it's the SPCA let out on the field to raise awareness for stray cats, but I don't know. This has been Sports Best. Thank you for joining. We'll see if Larry collects his $5 or not. I'm Andrew for Kirk Phil and Thanks for stopping by.